I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going. Yeah, you hanging in there with all this COVID-19 stuff, global pandemic? I'm starting to feel like I'm an extra in The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my struggle is uh, we're getting to the point where we we the people who who you didn't think would respect the fact that there's a global pandemic, but did are, but then are starting to be like, okay, it's gone on long enough. It's, 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 it's overblown. It's all this. It's like, and I mean, it, it's one of the, it's, it's at that time where you're like, no, we're so close guys. Just, just hold on for a little bit longer. Like, come on, we can do it. And then, and then the next step is like, oh, we, it, it all flares up again. And we're all, we're all back That's at okay. home. <laughs> That's okay. The, to, to reference, uh, to explain my evening this evening is so that people understand what uh, how bad Maine is right now. Uh-huh. Uh, the, I'm about 30 to 40 minutes from downtown Portland, mm-hmm. and there is a uh, chain of pizza places in Portland. And even though there's pizza places up here, eh, they're not quite as good as the place in Portland. So they've decided once a week they're going to do a delivery to our area. Nice. But you have to go pick it up in a parking lot about five minutes up the road from me. Uh, they did it last week, and apparently they only got, like, 12 people. So they were like, awesome, this is good. We're good. We, we, we're like, we're, we don't need to deliver that many. So Erica and I decided to do it tonight. <laughs> and <laughs> we got to the parking lot, and there was 75 people in the parking lot wow. standing in a line waiting for pizza. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's uh, there are a lot of businesses that are really finding – not I don't want to say ingenious ways, but like just smart ways to kind of navigate around this. Like there's a so not sort of related to pizza, but more uh, craft beer. So there's a craft brewery here in Peterborough called Bob Cajun Beer. They're very good. I love them. Uh, all their stuff tastes great. And they uh, they had a tap room. They closed it down, but they were offering free delivery over 50 bucks. And I mean, if you buy craft beer in Canada, you know that 50 bucks doesn't go very far for craft beer. Uh, so I did that. But then I, I see they're doing like, oh, if you're in the Ottawa region and you and you order by this date, we'll offer free delivery on this date. Like they basically take like like the pizza place, take a bunch of orders and then they sh- they drive up to Ottawa with all the orders and do the deliveries. They do them for free since they get so many so many orders. Yeah. And they did the GTA as well, the Greater Toronto Area. And I, and I think that's just a great way to um, deal with the fact that your storefront is essentially closed to the public, uh, but still allow you to to get out and about, support the business, and and get pe- the people they what they need: pizza and beer, right? Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's. It's strange times for sure, but I really, the positive of all this is seeing how people are coming together to, uh, to just deliver on content, on 
necessities, that sort of thing. And I'm not necessarily lumping us in with the, you know, the the brewery or the pizza place. I think we are a small part of of a of a large pie required to get through this global pandemic. But I mean, I hope people are, you know, looking forward to the next episode of Zamp to 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 kill a half hour to forty five minutes. I mean, that's all we ask, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and and unfortunately, folks, tonight there is no zombie news. Yeah, so we, uh, I messaged you and I said we kind of we kind of went through a bunch of news last episode as we sort of caught up after uh, my baby was born, and and there's nothing. I googled it. Like, yeah, the, the the only thing that I saw was kind of more headlines, basically re mentioning the stuff that we talked about last week. Yeah, and I was like. Yeah, that's not really news. That was news like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Like, why are you recycling the same headlines here, people? I think so, I think it's AMC trying to keep Walking Dead in 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 the news. I mean, honestly, it's like every every time I open Chrome on my phone, they have the sort of like suggested articles, and one of them's always someone from the Walking Dead team comments on something Walking Dead related, and it alternates between you know uh, the Walking Dead Prime world beyond the rick movies and i think what it boils right down to is that no one knows when they're filming everyone's writing everyone's preparing from a scripting perspective and i, I think the the one article i saw was greg yeah, nicotero I, uh he was talking about the writing process for the rick movies and that you know gimbal and his team are, are are writing those movies and that's their focus right now as they're working from home and his opinion, not necessarily on The Walking Dead, but just in, in entertainment in general, is that there's going to be a lot of content ready for shooting, ready for prep as soon as this is all over. And I think that's very exciting. That's exciting. I think I saw, uh, what's his name, that plays, uh, that's in Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, Lenny, Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. He. I think I saw an interview with him where they were like, so what's going on in Fear the Walking Dead? And he just was like, I'm in it. And that yeah. was like the news. And like this person wrote like a three page article about how he was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to answer that. Yeah, no, I'm not going to answer that. I was like, why is this a news article? Why do I even want to talk about this? There's so again, a... there really isn't any news. There, there's really no news. I think when I did a search, uh, there was something about Zombies 2, which was the uh, sequel to Disney's musical zombie show. And yeah, no. other than that, I mean, we were talking pre-show. I think we're starting to get into... Uh, the the video game announcement phase and obviously there's been nothing zombie related or else we'd be talking about it but i i feel like you they're putting their best foot forward when it comes to video games and not that zombies aren't the best foot forward it's just like zombies get a weird reaction most of the time and and as you mentioned lou like now of all times is is a weird time to be talking about and getting hyped for uh zombies but i i personally my prediction and this is not a a wild prediction but i think we're gonna get something zombie video game related and some cool stuff to talk about in the next month or so from uh, a lot of these game announcements um, yep. that are coming well, I, I, this, I have no doubt i have no doubt again very safe assumption on my part it like i'm not this is by no means a a, a risky prediction i mean we i would even be happy to talk about an update on dying light 2 uh which is supposed to be out this year it was supposed to, i think it was supposed to be out in spring to be honest i think it got delayed last minute um i don't know and it's delayed like it's like delayed like like but like another six months yeah so it could be fall i don't know like at this point they're rubbing up against like is this a next gen game like is this 
Is this both? Is this smart delivery? Is this whatever PlayStation's doing? Either way, uh, basically that whole runaround basically say, there's no news to talk about. That's why there's no news. So, I mean, our topic this week is Resident Evil 3 Remake. Full spoilers. It's been out for a month and a half. So if you haven't had a chance to finish it, uh, I don't know. Wait, well, just wait to listen to this episode. I mean, not that there's like crazy spoilers, uh, Lou. Like, I mean, the good guys win, the bad guys die. And if you've played the original Resident Evil 3, uh, the remake does deviate from the original plot line and some of the original locations a little bit. Right. But it's pretty much the same story. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about everything. It, it, I, I think, yeah, I never played the third one. Um, I understood that Jill was the main character and, and Carlos was the secondary character. Um, I mean, last w- episode, we talked about our general impressions. We both finished it. So we're going to talk about anything and everything to do with Resident Evil 3 Remake. Um, and I mean, I don't know where you want to start, Lou, but I mean... let's Well, let's start at the beginning. So you okay. don't have a whole lot of experience with Resident Evil 3, the original. No, I, I never played it. I, I knew of okay. it. I never played it. So let me tell you what's different from this version versus that version. Sure, yeah. The original game is longer. Okay. Um, I, I will say that. Uh, the original game is longer. Um, the whole... Uh, basically, the whole going to Raccoon Police Department thing that happens in mm-hmm. this game yeah, is totally very different. Short. It's ve- it's very different and it's very long in the original version. Um, the game begins with you being um, uh, Jill going into the police station uh, to get gear because you're trying to escape the city and you're you're gonna try and get any stars members to help you. And when she gets to the and that's the opening of the game is literally like she runs down a street. Goes through the through a a, a gun sh- gun store and ends up in the police station, and it, it it's very similar to what uh, uh, Carlos does, except you're Jill in this, mm-hmm. and you immediately get chased through the police station by Nemesis, like he's knocking down walls and chasing you. And uh, in the original game. You can make stands against him and knock him down. And, like, he stays down. Okay. Until you finish that portion of the game. In fact, it's in your benefit, if you have the extra ammo, to do it. Believe it or not, in the original game, every time you knock him down, he drop he drops gun parts. Mm-hmm. And okay. if you get enough gun parts from him, you can upgrade guns you have, or you can get new guns completely. Hmm. In this one, I didn't feel like I know we're talking differences, but in Resident Evil Three Remake, Nemesis felt more like a a cutscene to me and less and boss fight, yes. and less of a less of a, like Tyrant from Resident Evil or not Tyrant, but um, I Mister X. I from, en- uh, Resident I Evil enjoyed him more uh, Nemesis more than I enjoyed Mister X. Right. Um, Mister X for me in Resident Evil Two was a problem. He almost hunts you too much. Yeah, like, he was causing you never issues get a, for you. You you never get a reprieve from him. Like going into the next room just means he's going to chase you into the next room. And Nemesis with the dodge mechanic, you knew that there were certain buildings or areas you would go into 
and he wouldn't follow you. Uh And they don't do that with Resident Evil 2. So I really appreciated that with this game. Um, The other difference that I will tell you is... um, Because I didn't see it in this, so tell me if I'm wrong. Is the Umbrella Soldiers that you're with is Jill... There's more of them in the original in the original game. Um, when you meet them, there's like five or six of them, but then you come across the bodies of others that have been left behind in the city that are dead. Okay. Or one gets trapped in an office building at one point, and you have to go through an office building, and you find his body, and he shot himself, and he le- and he leaves you info on like where something is that Jill needs to find in the original game. There was a there was a couple. Um, there was some on the train, and there were some you meet out and about. But I mean, it didn't really come across to me in this in Resident Evil Three that it was surprising that there were less of them. Um, didn't really impact the game. I mean, uh, there's it. It was really troublesome that there's like one really good guy, the head guy who dies, uh, the weak guy who dies, and then the evil guy on the team who's you know not even surprisingly evil. Um, hey, and you know what? His character is not that much different from the original game. Yeah, Nikolai, I think Nikolai is a dick at every turn in the original game. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 I mean and the characters in this are definitely more fleshed out than the original game. I mean, the original Resident Evil games, the characters are very two-dimensional. These characters, you actually have you can actually see some character depth. There's, they're more than just Barry, Jill, Carlos. Like it's more than that with this. So I mean, there's definitely some, definitely some improvement over the original game. But uh, like I said, one of my biggest con- gripes with the game is it definitely felt shorter than the original game. Well, it's definitely short. Uh, my time with it clocked in at four hours and forty five minutes, so about five, about five hours, I'd say. And that was me doing as much as i could without going insane like i wasn't collecting all the bobbleheads i wasn't collecting every herb but i was certainly trying to collect and visit every room that was in that in that game and i was pretty thorough but you know it was short but very sweet like i really enjoyed it you know for the most part i i I definitely enjoyed it i definitely think i'm gonna find myself going back and playing it again in another year or so i'm gonna be Mm -hmm. in that hankering for a Resident Evil game, and I definitely think that this is going to be... I think I'll dig this out before I dig out RE2. Yeah, like with the rumors of Resident Evil 4 being remade next and Resident Evil 8 being announced, I could see myself very much, once that is announced and seeing that trailer, like, oh man, I really want to play... I really want to play that, but I'm going to go dig out Resident Evil 3. And you're right, like I'm probably more inclined to play Resident Evil 3 in the sense that it's more action oriented, it's it's simpler, more straightforward, and it's it's very much an action linear experience. Where I think Resident Evil Two is more of a exploration um, sort of horror uh, romp as you're going through that that the police station and stuff. Nothing wrong with it. It just feels like more of a slower paced game, whereas RE Three is faster paced, and maybe that's where you know, the length of the game comes into question and maybe the game would be longer if they did slow it down like they did the original, but would you really wanted them to put you on a treadmill every once in a while to, to, to slow it down and maybe get eight hours out of it to be more reasonable? No, um, no, but there was a couple of portions in the original game 
where you were getting from point A to point B. And in this, they did a lot of outside stuff, which I appreciated a little bit. But the outside stuff started to get really annoying to me as well. Uh, I got tired of having to run down alleys while being chased by Nemesis. And I was like, okay, can we, like, put me in a building maybe? Or, like, have me go places? I also did not enjoy the spiders portion of the game. Hmm. And, yeah, it was small. And not because, yeah. and not because I didn't, don't, I have a fear of spiders or anything, nothing like that. It just felt like they were screwing with me. Like, I would know the spider is there, and then he would run around the corner and wait for me. And I'd be like, yeah, it's going to be there. And then I would be, like, ready for it to pop out again. And it would pop out, and I'd shoot it with my shotgun and be like, okay, why couldn't you have just made it charge me and let me get this over with? Instead, you made me, like, have to crawl back and... At, at one point, I realized, you know, I really don't need to fight these things as long as I can stay ahead of them. And I just sprinted my way back after yeah. I turned off all the generators. That sequence, though, is is freaking creepy because the spider gets you in a cinematic and and like it, 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 it like, oh, man, it aliens you. Right. Like it sticks something down yep. your throat and it spits a bunch of eggs down there. And it's super gross and unsettling. And it is a small little bottle uh, sort of bottle sequence where it's a maze and you're you're having to turn the power back on. And, and once you're out of there, you're out of there. You're you're never poisoned. Yeah, I, again. Was, I was surprised because I was expecting that portion to be longer. Yeah, so was I. That's why I was like, and I it, hope and it, was, and it was and it was short and it was over. And the my biggest gripe with that portion of the game is is it doesn't give you a good explanation of it's time to leave. Mm. Like she flipped the switch. The thing comes on. And you're supposed to instinctively know that you're done now. You can leave. She she just radios thing and goes, I think it worked. And he goes, we'll, we'll find out. And you're like, does that mean I can leave? And in a lot of portions of the game, when you get to the end of an area, it kind of like reveals a hidden door that leads you back out to like where you started. And this went when, oh yeah, by the way, this is the one portion of the game where we're not going to reveal you like another path. You've got to walk your way back. And I was like, oh, I hope I can remember how to get back or I'm going to waste a lot of ammo. And again, I ran as fast as I could and dodged all the spiders and got all the way back. And I was like, well, I didn't waste that much ammo. I ended up having like, like a hundred something rounds in my handgun by the time I got out of there. Hmm. Yeah, no, I I can feel that. It's, uh, it's, it's so short that you're like thinking, okay, there's more to this, but really, Really, there isn't. There's just like eight or nine spiders in there. You're just supposed to go through, flip the switches, and get out. And again, it's an unsettling moment. But like after the spider stuff, the bug stuff in Resident Evil 7, which I did play, uh, I I got through that part, you're kind of expecting it to go further because it is so effective at being probably the only part in the game where I was creeped out by, by, by the game. And then, you know, probably near the end when they had those like, weird faceless zombies those are never fun and they're super can creepy. i i have a question for you mm-hmm. you can't kill them right you can you you can kill them in the sense that they go down and they don't get back up but they don't like it's very hard to tell but yes you can kill them um okay because yeah. i had a couple early on where they were the only zombie i was fighting and i was like this thing's really annoying i'm just gonna empty my shotgun in its face okay and they didn't get back up. But then later there's a couple of rooms where there's like six of them in the room. And I hit them with grenade launchers. I hit them with shotguns. I hit them with 
everything I had. I even stood over one and stabbed it with a knife a dozen times. And then I would go to step and walk past it because I would think it was down. And then it would get right back up and grab me from behind and bite into me. And I was like, okay, so I can't fight these things. I just need to run. So there was some inconsistencies where there was a couple I knew I killed. And then sometimes it felt like there was a couple of them I didn't kill. They they, they, they just wouldn't die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I think early on when you were first introduced to them, they it was very tough for them to go down. But I, I was able to take them down permanently now i wasn't backtracking a lot at that point so maybe they do just get back up and you're just really shooting them so they they get out of your way but yeah it's uh it's tough to say but i i found i i found them to be probably the second creepiest um of the of the game because you have i don't know about you but i always had a lot of ammo and i was always able to deal with the monsters the only monsters i had a trouble dealing with was nemesis the nemesis encounters because uh, you, you like i never really tried to kill him uh and then and then the spider moment other other times it was oh and then that one moment in the hospital where you play as carlos where you're you're fighting a horde of zombies uh the, yeah, i died at that just... portion i died at that portion twice mm-hmm. and both times it was like they put those electric generators and you can shoot them in it like electrocutes all the zombies and lets you get free shots or whatever. And I would like shoot the charge thing and nothing would happen. And it would be like the green light was on and ready to go. And what it was is the way the collision effect worked was the zombie was blocking the collision with the the thing, even though its leg wasn't in the way of my shot. And I was like, Oh, this is dumb. (laughs) And so I ended up figuring out ways around that and making it work, but I died once or twice during that fight like twice and and i was like okay and then the other thing in the hospital that was annoying for me is they do this thing where you can obviously see that there's a case with like a gun part or something in it Mm -hmm. and then when you're playing as carlos i ran around in a circle for like 45 minutes trying to get the gun case because he can jump down this hole in the glass and i kept being like well how do i get to the area where the gun case is oh well like how do I get to the area where the gun case is? And then finally, I just was like, screw it. I give up. And then I went on with the rest of the game. And then Carlos leaves. And within 30 seconds of being Jill, I was like, oh, you have to be Jill to get this. Okay. Yep. Yeah. There And there are those moments where it's hard. It's not like this is the this. I had a frustration with that, too, where it's very hard to tell when at some points in the game when you're going to swap between the two like when you're playing as carlos in that moment i think that specific moment it was it was easy to tell you were you were going to switch back to jill at a certain point because jill at that point is incapacitated but you don't know how much backtracking you're gonna have to do to get to to get to get back to that case because you don't know where jill's gonna jump in and where she's gonna go in fact when you wake up as her you don't have to explore the hospital at all if you don't want to no, yeah, you can just beeline it out of there. Yeah, and I had killed every zombie in the area with Carlos, so when I went backtracking with her, there was only, like, one or two zombies that, like, got back up when I was her, and I just avoided them and went and got the, the gear with all the, the that were all locked in with the lockpicks, and then I came back out. Yeah, And I was like, oh, okay, I'm glad I did that. Yeah, it, it's... Uh... It, the backtracking is a little weird. I think it, for me, I'm like I'm one of those folks who, you know, 
Arkham Asylum, Metroid Prime, you know, Tomb Raider, all those games where they're just like a bunch of collectibles and I just have to get them all. And I was the same way with this. So I was paying attention to those moments where it's like, but I, but I was controlling Carlos trying to get that case. And then I finally realized like, okay, clearly I can't get it. I'm not going to be able to get it as him. And I'm not going to be able to, it, it was easy to, for some things. It was easy. Whenever I saw a lock pick, I was like, oh, well, I know I, I just need to come back as Jill because I'm not going to get this with Carlos. And again, another thing that felt really short, and I was expecting it to be longer, and I'm glad it wasn't, is the sewer segment. Yeah. Um, That sewer segment, I was like, uh, I hate sewers in these games. And not because... It's because they always put you in an area where you can't really avoid, and you end up just having to stand there and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. I was like, oh, they're going to throw these big things at me over and over again, and it's going to waste my ammo. And I was like, oh, wait, no, it's over. Oh, I'm out of the sewer? That was it? Awesome. And that's the thing is uh, it it doesn't... Nothing, nothing stuck around so long that it got annoying. Everything was just like, boom, and it's over. Boom, and it's over. Exactly. Exactly. Like, there's nothing in this game that overstays its welcome. It's... It's very fast paced. I think that's where they made the decision when they were when they were remaking this game is they had to say, do we remake Resident Evil 3 knowing that Resident Evil 2 had the two paths? It was a longer game in the sense that you had to play the two paths to to get the full story. We know this is going to be shorter. Do we do we extend it out? Do we make it as long as the as the first one or do we tighten it up and make it so so action packed so quick that people are going to go through it quick but they're going to very much enjoy the pace of it and i mean from a story perspective i don't know how you insert an additional uh an additional level quote unquote like maybe maybe you go through the whole police station again like you said from from the original but yeah do you feel so close to resident evil 2 remake coming out last year do you feel like they, that would be too close for them to do a whole? Because all the assets think are would, there, but I would definitely think it would be too close. And so that's why I was surprised when I played as Carlos and I got to the police station. I was like, "Okay, here we go." Because in the original game, you don't go through the whole police station, mm-hmm. but you go through like half the police station, or like definitely more than you did in this game. And I was like, "Oh, I'm done with the police station." that's good like it didn't wear out it's welcome too long yeah no the police station was very quick and 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 they're and they do uh i think you fight one you fight one liquor right am i i'm remembering that correctly yes yeah and when you do and and it's funny when i was going through that that hallway like i remember it so clearly from playing through resident evil 2 so even though that game came out a year ago and when we played it and we loved it i'm going through this section of rpd and i'm like oh my god i remember this this is where the zombie pops out this is where the liquor is and then i go through that hallway and sure enough that liquor pops up and and doesn't quite pop up when you expect them to so it is a scary moment and i'm like holy shit i have to fight this and And he he took a while to go down feels harder in this than he did in resident evil 2 he feels almost like a mini boss yes exactly he because i felt like i i felt like i emptied like three clips into him before he died with my machine gun i was like why is this thing not dying why is this thing not dying yeah it took a while uh to go down with that guy uh 
it was uh it was not easy um not easy to to get him down i i yeah like i guess like in terms of the controls uh there was some some stuff i love the dodge mechanic yeah so the dodge mechanic for carlos did you 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 like that then did you use it quite often I, 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 well, not just for Carlos. Jill yeah. has it too. She has, so yeah, she has the dodge. And I, I was listening to but another she podcast. Doesn't, but she doesn't counter. She doesn't counter. Someone was saying that if you dodge and you do a perfect dodge and you, 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 you do use the aim, use the aim button, you will, you will snap to that enemy. And it's fairly simple to get a headshot at that point. Did you experience that? I never experienced that. But when I would dodge as Carlos, it, it didn't happen all the time. But if I timed it right, and dodged at the right minute moment, he would counter with a punch and send it flying. And a couple of times it like killed zombies instantly. And I was like, Oh, like, man, I wish Jill could do this and I wouldn't have to waste all my ammo. Supposedly she has, and I, I I got through the game without doing it. I dodged. I I certainly dodged out of the way and I found it handy to get away from certain encounters. And when I was playing as Carlos, I did, I did experience the sort of dodge, gut punch that he would do and he would do it to all enemies not just zombies if he did it to zombies they'd go flying but i'm trying to think he did it to there was um those lizards i had him yeah i had him do the do that with a lizard once Mm -hmm. and the lizard just kind of stops and like shrugged it off when i did it yes yeah i experienced that uh it it, uh the controls are very good i i ended up playing this on pc but i i used a controller and it's it's top notch. Like they really nailed this as a remake. And, uh, I, I find it odd that they, they paired it with resident evil resistance. I, we talked about this last episode and I, and I feel how both those games are pulling each other down for different reasons. And, uh, I think it would have made sense to separate the two, but resident evil three remake, like all the lines are good. All the VOs good. Like Jill's lines are fantastic. The way she, she does the cheesy 90s, like, get some lines to, like, inanimate objects and monsters that clearly don't understand what she's saying. Um, there's a great final, the final boss encounter is amazing. You get that giant gun. So you're, like, you're not going to kill the thing, but you're basically, like, holding it off long enough so that you can use the giant gun to kill it. It's yep. so good. Oh, it's so good. That's, that, if I remember right, that is exactly, it's, it's very much like the, uh, the end of the the, the original game they, it, there's like a, a rail gun thing that you have to line them up with and then it like basically blows nemesis into like a million pieces mm-hmm. and you have to hit him like multiple times in the original game if i remember right yeah like it's more than one like you do it the first time and it's like it kind of like it it limps away and you're like it's not dead yet we're gonna have to do it again charge the gun up yeah in this you have to charge it up i think twice and uh you end up and i love again we're getting into this is more spoiler territory than we have before but you end up shooting a hole through the 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 nemesis that has after you melt it down has come back with with quite a force and you shoot a hole through it and that becomes your way out of the boss encounter which is just it's so good and and I, I got a lot of vibes from the way they remade Jill in this game. I got a lot of vibes of uh, um, Mila Jovovich from the movies uh, in, in a good way. Like she embodied some some great stuff in those movies. And I think they pulled the right parts out of those movies and, and put it into these games as they try to like 
you know, modernize all the older Resident Evil, Resident Evil stuff. I mean, I, I kind of like, they announced they were, go- they, they didn't announce this, but the rumors they're going to Resident Evil four, like after playing Resident Evil three, I'm like, let's go back to one and, and update that. Like that would be really cool to play that one with this new hyper realistic sort of take right in a, in the RE engine. I would love them to do that, but I don't think they're going to do that because of the uh, already been remastered version. Mm-hmm. They'd, that would make Resident Evil 1, there would be a, officially something like five versions or six versions of that game at this point. Yeah, like that one, uh, that one originally came out on PS1 that was remade uh, on GameCube. No, originally it was a Saturn game. Really? Oh, okay. And then, and then to fit it on PlayStation, they had to remove content from the Saturn version. Huh. And then, um, then after that version was out for a while, they did the, re- uh, the director's cut version, which put a lot majority of the Saturn stuff back in and move some things around to make it different. So that, that right there, there's three versions of the game. Then they did a DS version of the game. And it's and it's a port of the director's cut with touch mechanics to do stuff with. So you can like manage your inventory with the touch screen. And so there's another version of that game. Then they did the remaster for GameCube. Um, and then they did the HD remaster for PC and re-release on everything else again. So if they released that game again, that would mean they remade Resident Evil 1, like... Too many times. But too many times. Resident Evil 4 is due up, I suppose. It's It's got... It's definitely coming on a lot of platforms, but, um... Yeah, I just... I definitely yeah. think, I definitely think that that game's gonna be ripe for a remake, and, mm-hmm. and I, I think there's a lot of stuff they could change in that game, and maybe tone some stuff down and turn some other content up. Yeah, there's some um, wild stuff in in four that is like is cheesy, is very cheesy. Yeah, and they could definitely make it. Uh, they could definitely do some different things with four if they remade it. Um, I definitely would like. Uh, I I definitely think they could maybe change up the little midget guy that chases you around with a creepy voice. I definitely think they could tone that up i think they could also add a few more characters to the game besides leon like the portion where you play as ada they might be able to extend that a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean they might they might have to change some of the way ashley interacts with characters and her being like the damsel all the time like they probably need to toughen her up a bit and and maybe change some jokes there's there's some jokes in there that are really bad not great that, and and they haven't aged well no they would not survive uh in in this day and age and then they hardly survived when the game came out it was it was cheesy then and to the point where it's like borderline but uh i think that when you look at the way they churned out resident evil 2 remake and resident evil 3 remake um to see them take some time and 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 go to four uh maybe code Veron- i would love to see them do code veronica because like three I never played Code Veronica and never had an opportunity to play Code Veronica. Um, it's very good. Yeah. See, I I hear that, and I think I, I mean, obviously there are monetary reasons to do to remake four first. It is. It's almost like in order to get to four, they had to make two and three, so they made two and three. Um, yeah. 
but the way they developed uh, two and three, the remakes, they started them. They started development sort of similarly to how Ubisoft does Assassin's Creed. Is they they were developed in tandem. Uh, obviously, two had had an earlier start, but uh, these are games that take three years to make, and um, they obviously announced it quite late. And and maybe, but there's been no rumblings about Code Veronica. But it would be interesting to see them do sort of Code Veronica and four at the same time. Um, but then again, they're not connected in any way. Whereas two and three at least have that raccoon city connective tissue. Right. So yeah, I don't know. The, Maybe, I mean, yeah. the only, the, the, the only thing that would connect that connects code Veronica to anything else is you play as Claire and Chris Redfield in it. Okay. Yeah. Which would um, be, which be more of a continuation of one and two, right. As opposed to three or four. Yeah. Uh, in in Code Veronica, I, it's been a long time since I played it, but if I remember the, the the premise is you play Claire who's trying to break into an umbrella facility uh, as like a spy, and she gets caught, and she wakes up on some in some prison island that where an umbrella is going to interrogate her for what she's done, and she finds out that the island is basically the umbrella city um, um the raccoon city lab on an island and that's where they've sent her and she's like you've got to be kidding me and when she wakes up it's like they've put her in a cell that's near where they've been burying all the failed experiments <sighs> and so you wake up and you end up having to like run through this cemetery full of like failed experiments yeah and that's like the opening of the game i mean it would be really cool to to see those games remade and i mean um it, it i think capcom just has when they look at when you look at their 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 history of games resident evil is probably one of those that you could easily mine for remakes um yep. i i know they've they've done you know the Mega Mans, they've done a lot of stuff but in terms of remakes these are early polygonal games just super easy to go back to and i mean resident evil 4 looked great for the for its time but it could certainly use a it could certainly use a polish up especially on next gen consoles that would be really cool to see as um as a next generation uh game i mean coming back to resident evil 3 remake before we close out the show uh i think overall that game again short and sweet but I never rule. I was never rolling my eyes. I was never really having any issues with the game, and I I did enjoy the more action sequences of of Nemesis in the sense that I knew what I was getting into. I knew what I needed to do at during those moments. Unlike with Mister X in two, where I was like, okay, I gotta I gotta cheese this. I gotta get out of here. Like it was less dynamic, but I kind of liked that a little bit more, and that it was more about my skill in evading and getting away from this large monster it did very much gateway the game in the sense that when he showed up like that was the end of that chapter but uh yeah i will say so like i said when he shows up the first time uh when you're trying to get back to the subway i think it was right after the spider part yeah yeah, he um, shows up pretty like right after you turn the power back on to get it. Yeah, to, and to at that point, it's, I think you, I think you've just picked up your lock pick and your bolt cutter, and there's like five doors between him there and the 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 subway tunnel, 
And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back there and unlock all those things with the subway tunnel. So, like, I was, like, running around the city trying to find all those locks and do that. And in the meantime, he's chasing me, and that kind of took me out of the game for, like, 20 minutes. I was like, okay, this isn't fun. Running from him because I'm trying to get to those doors isn't fun. And what I found out later was is if I ignored it and went back and did something else, like, he disappears for a while. But you have to get to the story point where he disappears for a while. And I was like, oh, man, I wish they had done a better job of explaining that to me, that he's going to go away again here soon. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I almost made the game harder on myself than I needed to because I was like almost too smart than what they were expecting me to be. And the other thing that was really disappointing is, is they give you these gems, like a red gem, a green gem and a blue gem. And I was like, "Ooh, I'm going to get like gun parts or I'm going to get something cool. And uh, one of them gave me a, 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 a like a storage increase. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then the next one was like, here's a grenade. And the other one was like, here's a, a clip of like shotgun ammo. Here's like five shots. And I was so like, So the first gem you turn in is the actual cool thing, and the rest is just, you know. It's just garbage. And I was like, oh, great. I don't feel so bad because I only found one gem, and I'm like, when, I, when am I going to find these others? So I guess I didn't explore everything because I only found the yeah, one. Yeah, one, one of them, one of them gave me, a, uh, I think it was a grenade. And then I think the other one might have given me a health pack, maybe. Oh, you know, what? I, I did like, get the grenade and I thought, well, that was anticlimactic. So I missed a storage pouch. But I, I, yeah, I felt that actually pretty early in the game until I started yeah. like, collecting them like fiends. Actually, but. I was really surprised. It felt like I was getting storage pouches left and right at the beginning of the game. Like when it first, game first started, I was like, oh, they're really kind of dicking me here with the storage pouches. Okay, I'm not really going to have. And then by the time I got back to the subway train, I felt like I had picked up four storage pouches and i was like oh like i got like eight more inventory slots now this is going to be helpful but even then later in the game i was still feeling it because i was like oh it keep, keeps giving me stuff i need to hold on to so that i can like unlock a door and though maybe i need i need a badge so i can swipe this thing it's like man like sure they gave me eight slots but then they gave me eight items i have to hold on to come on <laughs> yeah it uh and and Carlos has his own separate storage containers as he's exploring, but he's he's sort of fast paced in that I think he starts with some extra stuff and he's got a bunch of ammo already built. I mean, he is the army dude. Although, why didn't he share some of that ammo with Jill? He had plenty of opportunities. I mean, yeah, he seems so concerned for her safety yet doesn't offer like any weaponry. That's a little lame. Um, but uh, actually, one thing we haven't really talked a lot about was the boss fights and. I think um, when you look at the boss fights in this game, they all felt very interesting in that there were multiple components to it and always felt like there was there was some sort of gimmick to to complete that interaction. It wasn't just pump them full of bullets. Uh, the only one I didn't like because mm -hmm. it was pump it full of bullets is when you get to the top of the I think it's the first boss fight where you get to the rooftop. Yes, and, uh, yes that is very much a, a pump them. Yeah. And I, and that was the only fight I didn't enjoy with Nemesis, and not because it was hard, but because I kept feeling like I was it, like it was almost like it was there to make me finish that fight and have like two rounds and a pistol. And I was like, and that was kind of where I was at when that was over. Like I hit him with every grenade round. I stunned him with that charge thing like five times. And I emptied my clip into him with my handgun like three times. And I'm, I was down to like two shotgun rounds and like 
multiple bullets in my gun when I finally killed him. And I was like, oh. And then it was like, oh, yeah, now you got to get back through the city to get back to the thing. And I was like, oh, really? All right, I guess I'm going to have to run from the zombies for a while. Yeah, I, I that first, you know, nemesis boss fight I did encounter was was very much a it was a bullet sponge moment. And I had the same uh, same uh, experience. Run away. Don't shoot anything because you've got nothing left. And um, other than that, other than that boss fight, though, I felt like it was very balanced in a way where it was like there was some sort of fun gimmick. I think one my was... favorite is my favorite is the one where he turns into like a wolf thing and he's mm-hmm. running along the rooftop of the thing. And if you shoot him with the grenade launcher or leave mines, it blows him off the wall and then you can take care of him while he's laying on his back. That was yeah. my favorite fight. That was my favorite as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And um, it very much telegraphed like using the the grenade, the mines, because it would constantly replenish the ammo around. uh, And it was a lot of mines. So that one was really fun because it really felt like you were you were having to be creative. But oh, you you had had it replenish your mines. There was a lot of mines all over the place. Maybe I just wasn't shooting them as much as I should have been. But there was there was I I shot. I used six and he was dead. Okay. And he only gave me six. Huh. So I managed to do it with what it gave me well, to start with. And the thing is with that boss fight, uh, I will say like he didn't feel like, like actually a lot of the boss fights. I don't want to complain about, you know, difficulty, but because I, I, I liked normal. It was fine. But it felt like most of the boss fights, he was a bit of a pushover for being this big you know big meanie right he was a bit of a pushover to be honest <laughs> the the one thing i can i i miss and i don't know if it, it i don't remember if it, i i, I want to say they were freeze rounds okay in, for the grenade launcher in the original game i could be wrong but i want to say there was a way that it was something that you could shoot him with with your grenade launcher and it would freeze him for like 20 seconds and they were really helpful for you to like run away from him so you'd save them and be like, oh, crap, I got to get away from Nemesis again. But I don't want to fight him. So hit him with a freeze round and run past him down the hallway. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I didn't experience that. Um, yeah, well, th- that was the original game. The original no, I know. And I and I was just thinking, like, I was trying to remember, like, maybe there were freeze rounds, but there, there isn't. There wasn't, no. No, um, there's acid. There's acid, flame, and regular grenade. And then I remember there being a fourth. And there's mine. Yeah, and then it's mine. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess uh, to to sort of conclude conclude our discussion about Resident Evil Three because we we did it. I'm going along. I knew we would because we both enjoyed this game, and uh, I just I would say that um, I hope Capcom keeps doing these because they're doing a, a phenomenal job at reintroducing. Um, Resident Evil to to fans who may not have played these these games and and may not be able to go back and play them like honestly going back to early polygonal games those three originals that 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 come from that age where it's just they it, it it doesn't hold up the only games that hold up from that from that era in my mind are Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time and maybe Majora's Mask depending on that might be a more of a gameplay issue than for most people. But like, I, I mean, I'm sure most people include final fantasy seven, but I never played that as a kid, but I would say yeah, Mario 64 is probably the only one that rises above during that time frame. Um, everything else just looks so bad. I don't know. It just, it does not age. They, well, 
they, they none of those games age well. So it's great to have us. It's great that we have these new remakes coming out. So I definitely will agree with you on that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, talking about this actually makes me want to start playing it again, but I'm not going to do that. I still have Persona Five Royal to finish. Well, there you go. I, I, well, if if we're right on the edge of, I, I mean, I'm kind of there too, where I'm kind of like I could probably jump back in, uh, but. We'll end it there in terms of Resident Evil 3 Remake. I want to remind everybody that uh, coming up, our next episode, Lou and I are watching Return of the Living Dead Part 2, and we're going to discuss it. This is, uh, well, Lou, I'll let you introduce You know the movie. I've never seen it. I, I, I own this movie. I've seen it a couple times. Um, I like it better than uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 1. Uh, Return of the Liv- De- Living Dead Part 1 is kind of a classic. Um. Return of the Living Dead Part 2 is kind of like a rehash of Return of the Living Dead, but there is a kid aspect to it that kind of gives it a Goonies vibe, and it takes itself even less serious than the original. Um, The first time I saw this, I thought I was watching the first movie again because they bring back some of the actors from the original first film, and they play almost the exact same roles over again. And I was like, wait a minute, am I what? And, and, and am I watching the same movie again? Mm-hmm. And th- the first time I watched it, that it was really confusing for me because I watched Return of the Living Dead one, and then like a week later I watched Return of the Living Dead two, and then I watched Return of the Living Dead three like immediately after. Like, and I was a teenager, and I was like, wait a minute, did they really just reuse the same actors again? They did. Mm-hmm. And so again, uh, there's some there's some corny jokes. It's the most '80s movie you'll ever watch. Uh, they even have a zombie that I, I believe is dressed up like Michael Jackson from the Thriller video. Nice. Um, uh, so again, I, I really like this movie. Um, it has a happier ending than the re- original Return of the Living Dead. The original Return of the Living Dead has like a cheesy bad ending where like everybody dies, and this kind of has a happy ending, and I kind of liked that about it. Um, it didn't get reviewed as well as the first one. So there's there's that. Okay. Well, we'll be watching that, and that's part of our uh, Extra Life donations. We got an Extra Life donation last fall, and uh, we got to watch three movies. This is our second of three. We haven't picked the third one, so if anyone no, but has... I have some ideas. I'll let you. I'll let you know. I, I was going to say unless unless fans want to read in and tell us what we should watch, because I'm okay with that too. But I have some ideas. So Lou's got backups. Lou's got Lou's got some ideas. If you've got some that you think we should watch, certainly let us know. Um, but I'm I'm open to all suggestions. And uh, that pretty much brings us to uh, June, which uh, The Last of Us Part 2 will be coming out. Um, I'll be playing it. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it, and we have talked about it. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get around to it. But I, uh, Lou is not planning on picking it up right away, um, or at all, I, I it sounds like. But uh... Uh, in all honesty... Listeners, uh, after playing Last of Us 1, and as much as I enjoyed it, it was a game I went, nah, I'm never going to play this again now that I've beat it. Yeah. I'm not really excited for this sequel. So I told Brian, I'll let him play it, and I can relive it vicariously through him. I- I'm going to play it. I I mean, I-, I see where you're coming from. I definitely do. And I-, and I somewhat agree as well with you. I think the first one is a perfect sort of story. Uh, in terms of beginning, middle, end, like, uh, I mean, there's some slow parts in there, but I mean, in terms of the story beats, it's really good. And I'm more curious to see how they ex- do a part two to that story. How do you how do you continue a story that has a perfect ending, right? 
Um, and that was why The Last of Us was so great is that it had such a great ending and such an unexpected ending. So I, that's where I'm coming from is like curious to see how they do it, but I'm not as excited as I was when The Last of Us f- was first unveiled. Like I was all in on The Last of Us. Last of Us Part 2, maybe I'm just older, wiser, and more patient, and I'm like, I'll play it when it comes out, and I'm cool with that. But uh, I'll certainly talk about it. I think it comes out sort of right around, you know, the time of not next episode, but the episode after, so mid-June. <clears throat> um, but we have lots to go and lots to lots to talk about in the coming months. We will be here for you, for your zombie uh, fun times. Uh, but that is going to do it for episode 232. Definitely jump into our Discord. It's a it's a quiet Discord. It's mostly just Lou and I. Um, we use it for planning. So if you ever want to come jump in, talk zombies, and inject your uh, news or ideas or suggestions into the show, you can go to bit.ly slash zamp discord. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. That's a great way to support the show directly that goes into paying for hosting, domain fees, uh, all kinds of stuff. goes right back into the podcast, so you're investing in ZAMP. Uh, you can find more stuff at zombiesatemypodcast.com, like our email, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com, Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff for the show. If you want to follow ourselves, the co-host of the show, you can go to Twitter. I'm at rmurphy, Lou's at BusyZombieLord. Quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can go to see all of his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, leave us with some fine words and uh, let's uh, let's wrap up another episode. Resident Evil 3, you gotta learn to bash the dodge button. Yeah, words to live by. Carlos agrees. Fantastic hair, though. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, no, it's better than it was in the original. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have the um, they have the original inspired costume, and you turn that on, and it's literally just his hair. <laughs> like, yep. It's just, and and, it, and they don't even they don't even uh, beat around it. They just like literally, it's like Jill's like the original costume, which is very unrealistic in terms of what she's trying to do. But I get it; it was the '90s. But then Carlos, yep. like same outfit, just his. <laughs> His hair is yeah, no. like Jill runs around in a mini skirt and a tube top with a t- with a sweater tied around her waist. You're like, really? Yeah, that's what she's gonna fight the zombie. It was the in. '90s. I mean, I don't blame Capcom. I love that they updated the look. It makes sense to update it, but uh... yeah, Carlos's hair is just in the '90s. They couldn't do it. They couldn't render it, so they uh, they tamed it. But now, in this day and age, they can really unleash it.